Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Everybody can do this. Everybody can be a strategic thinker. We don't need all the jargon. We don't need all the complexity that often comes around the strategic plan and the development of the strategic plan. Just have these four steps and you're going to get a long way to having a really robust strategy. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want to once more feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode where we're talking about the four building blocks of strategy. So I'm sure you've heard me say this before, but strategy is full of jargon. Often people work to make it overly complicated in order to make it seem like it's something that's incredibly complicated, very, very difficult, very intellectual, very analytical, very data heavy which means that you then have to require someone else to do it for you. Now, I don't believe that's true. Strategy can be very, very simple with a couple of very structured mindsets that you can apply to problems that that you face. Now, sometimes the complications come from the fact that when we're talking about strategy, we're trying to cover too many bases. We're trying to talk about strategic plans for different types of organisations. We might be talking about plans for whole organisations and for those that are sub-departments within those organisations. And so it's capturing the intricacies of all those different types of strategy can be complicated. And if you're trying to create you know, a, a, a discourse which covers not-for-profit and for-profit, organisational level and departmental level strategy, inevitably it's complicated because you're setting yourself up to do something that's really hard to encapsulate simply. But this week, what I'm going to be trying to do is really, really stripping strategy back to its core components. And there are four components that actually are absolutely essential for all forms of strategy, regardless of the type of organisation, 
or the type of, of department that you're creating a strategy for. And at this level, strategy really is surprisingly simple. You've got these four components, these four building blocks that you need to have present for good strategy. And although you may want or need more to make your strategy really compelling for your particular organisation or department, this is a really good place to start. So many people have told me that this podcast really helps them, which is great because helping people is why I create these weekly episodes. I also hear from a lot of people who need a bit more support. And for those schools, I facilitate strategy away days for governors and leadership teams. I guide heads and chairs of governors through the creation and implementation of new strategic plans. And I lead regular one-to-one strategy advice calls with heads and directors of development. And the best part of my job is hearing from those people I work with that they're clearer about what to prioritise day to day. They're better able to lead change in their schools and they feel happier and more confident that they're making good strategic decisions. So anytime you feel like you need a bit of extra help, just drop me a message so we can have a chat. You'll find my contact details at www.consultjuliet.co.uk. Okay, so let's talk through these four building blocks of strategy. If we strip strategy back to its simplest, these are the four components that you must have in any strategy. Number one, vision. You need to have some form of description of the big picture, long-term impact that you're seeking to have. Now, this can have different formats. You hear people talking about vision, mission, values, You could call it your collective why. Why does the world care that you exist? Whatever terminology you're using, you need to have some way of creating a compelling story, a narrative as to what your vision is, where you're heading as an organisation and the impact that you're seeking to have on the world. Now, this acts as your North Star, basically. It's your guiding principles for everything that follows. And generally speaking, this is something that's almost always made public. This is something you want to project to the world. You want everybody to understand what you as an organisation stands for. Now, in the absence of a vision, every member of staff, every part of your community is heading off in a completely different direction, they all think they know best. They all think that you're all heading off together, but actually you're heading off up different mountains. What creating a compelling vision does is make sure you're all heading off in the same direction as an organisation. So that's the first building, but you've got to have some kind of articulation of your vision. The second building block is understanding your accelerators and your sticking points. So this is where you develop a shared understanding so that everybody has the same opportunity to have a discussion and to agree on what are the accelerators, what are the positives that are already working in your favour, propelling you towards delivering that vision. And equally, what are the sticking points? What are the challenges that are holding you back, that are preventing you from delivering that vision? Now, it's highly likely that in a strategy development context, you're probably going to keep this confidential. You're probably not going to end up listing your accelerators and your sticking points in your public strategic plan. But it is essential that you develop a shared understanding of what these are 
at least amongst your governors and your senior leadership team. Because without this, you're probably all going to be solving different problems. You're going to end up not being able to focus on the things that you really want to be doing to overcome those sticking points. And you're going to be ending up doing all sorts of things which are probably really good things. You're probably doing them really well, but they're probably not overcoming those sticking points, harnessing those accelerators in order to deliver that vision. They're probably pulling you off in different directions. Okay, so we've got building block number one, vision. Building block number two, accelerators and sticking points. Let's think about our third building block of strategy, and that is your general approach. This is a short, often confidential statement about how you are going to overcome your sticking points, harness your accelerators in order to deliver that vision. Now, because it's a statement which is about how you're overcoming sticking points, it's often confidential doesn't have to be. You might want to share it with staff. You might want to share it with your wider community. But if you're talking about, for example, consolidating finances, and because that's one of your sticking points is needing to consolidate those finances, probably that's something that you're just talking about internally rather than externally. It's really critically important that you have this general approach. But this is the step that I see people missing the most frequently. People often jump from having a a vision or maybe a submission statement or a set of values and they jump straight to an action plan and they don't think about their accelerators and sticking points or even if they do think about those they don't think about the general way they're going to overcome those sticking points. The general approach basically answers the question so what are you going to do about it? You've identified your sticking points, you've identified your accelerators, what are you going to do about them? What's your general way to move forward, to overcome those sticking points and harness those accelerators? Now, this general approach, people find it tricky, but it's actually really important because it's the key to being agile. So if you think about having a strategy which lasts three to five years, but you acknowledge that we're working in an ever-changing environment, then deciding the general way you're going to approach things helps you to stay on track whilst allowing for some agility in the specific actions that you're going to be taking. I'm going to give you an example because it's a little bit hard to understand this until you've worked through it with an example. So let's say that you've you've identified your vision, the big impact you want to have on the world, and you've identified that your key sticking point is a a constriction of finances, that the finances are not strong enough to allow you to invest in the things that you really need to invest in. So you've decided that you're going to go through a period of financial consolidation over the next three years, for example. So it might be that your general approach in that circumstance is in order to address the sticking point of our constrained finances, we're going to make sure that any additional investment during this three year period will be focused on revenue generating activities, such as buildings and facilities that allow the further growth of the school, and or strategic investment in fundraising. Now you can imagine that if you were to write down and confidentially agree that statement at senior leadership and governor level, that would mean that any application to the governors or the senior leaders for investment during that three-year period, it's very clear that that investment would be assessed on 
its potential for revenue generating activities. So maybe you've identified that growth of the number of pupils at the school is one of the ways you're going to um, grow your revenue. Then the facilities and the buildings that you're investing in would need to be those that allow you to grow the size of the school. That might mean, for example, that the theatre that people are talking about wanting to build actually isn't a top priority, but perhaps one more boarding house is because it allows you to increase the number of boarding places that you're able to offer. Now, the exact example about how that's going to operate in your school will be very, very specific to your school. But having a general approach with an agreed statement of that type of length and detail gives you some general guidance for the next three years as to what your general approach is going to be to overcome those sticking points and deliver your vision. But it doesn't constrain you. So if there was suddenly an opportunity to buy a house which is right on the the boundary of your school which could then potentially become that new boarding house for example that would mean that you would have the agility to take that decision during that three-year period because you haven't constrained yourself too much but you have constrained yourself by having a general approach which keeps you roughly heading in the same direction for three years with regards to making investment decisions hopefully that's clear it's a little bit that's the tricky one to explain this is the general approach if you have any questions please do just reach out i'm happy to give you some more examples about how this would work in the real world okay so a really quick recap you've got building block number one which is your vision building block number two accelerators and sticking points building block number three general approach and then your fourth building block is your action plan Now, strictly speaking, this isn't strategy. This comes into the realm of organisational planning. But it's really important that when you're thinking about a strategy, you at least are able to plan out the first year's action plan. It's a way of testing that your strategy is actually possible to implement. So in this action plan stage, what you want is a detailed plan outlining the specific actions that you're going to be implementing over let's say the next year and it's these specific actions that are actually going to implement that general approach overcome your sticking points harness your accelerators and deliver your vision so i know i keep repeating myself but it's really important that we understand the connection between each of these four building blocks the action plan is not just a list of everything that we're going to be doing in school it has to deliver the general approach and then cascade back up to deliver that vision. Now, the action plan will be seen by staff, absolutely needs to be owned by staff and and heads of department need to be creating their own action plans with their teams interactively. But it's likely that it's not going to go much further than that. So it's kind of largely confidential within the school. And it might be that a small sample of those planned actions are made public each year. So people have a sense of of where you're going in that year, but all the detail might be held internally. Now, the action plan is really important because this is the key to making the strategy actually happen on the ground. People need to understand their own role in delivering that strategy and their own role in understanding what they're expected to do within the next year, what deadlines that they they need to be meeting, the the measures of success that you're going to be using. And you need to create that in a a co-creation with those members of staff so they feel really bought in, but everyone's really clear 
on the specific things they're doing this year, which are then going to, over time, deliver that inspirational vision that we talked about in building block number one. So, in summary, strategy really can be this simple. If you're developing a strategy, the great place to start is by going through each of these four steps. Your final strategic plan may not contain each of these as headings. It might do, it might not do, depending on what's required. But you need to have gone through these four steps. Otherwise, you're going to miss things as you're doing that strategic thinking as you go along. Maybe you're testing the robustness of a strategy that's already existing. Perhaps you're a governor and you're wanting to just gently, in a friendly way, test a strategy that's been created internally. A great way to approach that is to ask questions about each of these four building blocks to just test and to kind of understand more fully that each of these building blocks is present and has been fully considered in the development of that strategy that's being presented to you for sign off. I use these four building blocks in all of my work with clients every single day. Sometimes I'm specifically using it, I'm putting it up on a slide in front of an away day um, kind of room and we're specifically talking about these four building blocks. Other times it's hidden kind of behind the scenes and maybe it's a series of questions that I'm asking and I'm just thinking about that, that four stages within my head, but it's always there and I believe this is one of the ways that we can simplify strategy so it's open to everybody. Everybody can do this. Everybody can be a strategic thinker. We don't need all the jargon. We don't need all the complexity that often comes around the strategic plan and the development of the strategic plan. Just have these four steps and you're going to get a long way to having a really robust strategy. Now, those of you who have been listening to this podcast for some time will know that I talk about these issues in lots of other different episodes. So what I've done is in the episode notes for this week's episode, I've put in a list of, of I think it's about eight, nine different episodes that I've done in the past, which have connected through to different elements of this around your vision, around how to, to gauge your accelerators and sticking points, how to create that action plan, there's a lot more detail to dive into. So do use those episode notes to guide you if you guys are exploring different areas that you want help with. And then if you want some specific help, if you've got any questions, you've got any feedback on this, please get in touch. I love hearing from people who are listening to the podcast. I hear so many times it's helpful. Please do get in touch. It makes me feel that this is actually really delivering value to people. My details are in the episode notes as well. So if there's anything I can do to help, just reach out and let me know. Great. That's it for this week. Have a strategic week and I will talk to you again next time. Bye bye then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast, the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast.